Welcome to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey, where we explore the rise of feminine energy in life, leadership and business. This podcast is for you if you are a leader in business and corporate and you're struggling to find meaning in what you do and how you engage your team. So join us as we talk all things leadership, strategy and culture and how we value both the feminine and the masculine in men, women and society at large to make a difference in our workplaces. In this episode, we delve deep into intuition with Christine from Cornerstone HR, and we talk about how to tune into our people, listen deeply, and make a difference through the world of business. On today's episode, I'm delighted to welcome Christine Howitt, who is director of Cornerstone HR. And Christine is a friend of mine that uh, we met a while ago at coaching school. Yes, there's a school for coaching. And we had these this, this amazing connection and we sort of found each other across a room, got chatting and then realized that we had all of these weird little history moments where we'd almost come across each other before but never really met. Yeah. So we were from the same place in the UK. Christine's from Perth. I'm from Brisbane. We met in Melbourne. We were from the same place in the UK. Christine had babysat some of our friends and you were staying with a friend of mine in Melbourne. And it was all of this really weird connection yeah. things, wasn't there, when we yep, met? Absolutely. And we've stayed friends ever since. And you're based in Perth. And when we did our stint in Perth, it was wonderful to have you and Alex over there as friends already. And then we found out there was even more connections with, <laughs> with random things like... Um, my family is from a very tiny little village in North Wales that no one's ever heard of and no one can pronounce. And you used to go there on holidays. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> How does these weird connections happen? So today we're going to be talking about intuitive business. And to me, Christine is just a shining example of how to bring intuition into our business and, and our life, really. Yeah. And she has this really uncanny knack, even when she's all the way around the other side of Australia of knowing when something's wrong with me and she always gets to text me before I get to text her. <laughs> so Christine, tell us a bit about your business and how you got into what you do with Cornerstone. Sure, fantastic. Thank you, Beck. So from my perspective, I've got a corporate career in HR and have had for probably the best side of 15 years. Um, love the corporate world, absolutely admire anyone in the corporate world, but realized that actually I was very drawn to small business and making a difference for people and particularly business owners. So seven and a half years ago, I set up Cornerstone HR and yeah, it's really flourished from there. We've got a team of eight people now. Um, we're just branching out into different states. So we've had phenomenal growth and it's just been a fantastic journey and something that we absolutely, you know, love and adore. Um, it's not been without its challenges, but we've had <laughs> some fun along the way. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what sort of things do you do at Cornerstone? What would be a typical client and work for you? Yeah, we work, we work across a breadth of clients and typically clients come to us when they're in some level of pain. So pain is what we always find is a great motivator. <laughs> Yes. In the coaching world, we know this as well. So we would typically meet with a client and understand, first of all, we would really look at their whole HR solution and looked at out. Typically, they come to us because they want to outsource that to us. So we would look at things like employment contract, all the compliance side of HR would be the initial point of contact that we would um, assist them with or, or if there's a trigger for a pain point. Mm. So that's where we would definitely help them as well. Um, and sometimes that's the more challenging side of managing people um, where we've got to talk to the business owner, get them to understand what the challenges might be and potentially move someone out of the business. So they're the typical areas that we work in and then 
coaching, helping, mentoring, guiding the business owners so they don't find themselves back in that situation. And something that I'm really, really keen to do is inspire business owners and educate them as well. Mm. So there's those three elements that we look after within the business. Yeah. And what do you find? So you're doing some of the, like, the, the transactional, tough HR yeah pieces there like if you're helping businesses have the hard conversations or get involved in IR or any of those or disputes or anything like that that's some of the hard conversations in business and what I love and adore about you and your style is just how much feminine energy you bring to your business and your your clients I imagine and so how do you how do you do that how do you bring that feminine care creativity collaboration and all of that to these really tough conversations what do you do there so for me it's about listening one of the biggest things i think through all of my journey and all of my personal and professional development is actually listen to people listen to what they they want to achieve understand what their outcome is and support them and help them to deliver it so be a part of that journey with them not be pushed around by them but be a part of that journey with them as well and point out where they need to step step up or where they need to take action Mm. for themselves and for their business because one thing i've noticed about you is you don't shy away from the tough conversations but they come with a massive dose of love yeah (laughs) (laughs) all the time (laughs) we've had a few absolutely (laughs) and that's the thing like any painful conversation i always this is something that i'm very in tune with myself is it's with care with dignity and grace Mm. and they're the things that i always walk into a conversation and that's my intention whenever i set sit down and have those conversations with people so they are human beings just like anyone else no one wants to be treated in a way that's not kind or caring but also sometimes you have to free up people's future yes and point out to them this just is not working we can go the hard path or I can open the door for you and there is a way to exit where we can all remain yes. professional. Yes. And this this thing about intuitive business, yeah. so this is really important to you and it's a really interesting way to approach business. And I think I, it's probably not talked about enough that mm. there's probably quite a lot of business owners out there that work on intuition or gut feel or however mm. they describe it. And because it's really difficult to systemize, yes. it's not like there are the seven steps to an intuitive business yep. out there <laughs> that people pay for. So how do you bring intuition into business? So intuition for me is about understanding who I am and trusting and believing in myself. And that's the biggest tip I can give for anybody in business who wants to really access that is actually believe in yourself and trust in yourself. Because when you do that, you'll be aligned to your own values, your own beliefs and your own action. When you step away from that, that's when you begin to doubt yourself and you start to have a wobble. Mm. Um, And that's something that I'm very, very keen to ensure that I do in business is bring that level of intuition, but be very grounded in myself and understand what it is that we want as the outcome and act on that. Yeah. So the first thing for you is that massive connection to self and what you stand for and then how that plays out in your behaviors and and day-to-day life. Yeah. And so how does your business operate? Is it all free-flowing, intuitive, sit around, no. zen-like? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Describe how the business operates. It's definitely not. <laughs> um, systems and processes, mm. we've got a few in place and we've worked to refine, define and, and put those in place even better. And we've got great people in our team that help and support us with that. I recognise in business what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. Yes. And that's been one of the key learnings for me is utilise and empower those people around you that are great with those things and putting those in place is just fantastic and definitely 
wow, yes, I understand the whole being Zen and having mindfulness in business. <laughs> it's certainly uh, the real world says you actually need to deliver on the expectations, deliver on the outcomes and be real yes. with people as well. So when we need to just call it, that's what we've got to do. Yes, yes. And um, the systems and processes side, we all need structure in our business. Otherwise, Absolutely. we can't be sustainable. Um, do you ever see businesses, all your clients you're working with over structure and over process as an issue? Do you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that confuses the heck out of people because if it's so constrained, people are so afraid to step outside of, oh, I have a great idea and I think I should implement Mm. this. And people stop doing that. And what becomes really apparent is the business starts to stagnate. And actually politics start to play out within the business as well because people then have a fear around acting, performing, taking accountability, taking ownership for things. Um, So yes, you do need systems, processes and structure, but to a level that people understand them but can still be allowed to be themselves. Mm. So one of the things I talk about is the balance of masculine and feminine. And I see the, the masculine, when it's really functional and healthy, provides... The, the, almost like the boundaries in which we operate so that would be say structures and processes yeah. but the boundaries have to be um, wide enough and flexible enough that people can operate within them and they can bring the feminine creativity collaborations bounce stuff off each other that yeah. can be done within those boundaries so I think that's that balance isn't it? yeah that for sure and you see that so often as well and it you know primarily depends on who sets them up and I can give you an example of businesses that I've worked in where I've seen this being set up by people <laughs> who are quite regimented yeah. They're very much in their masculine and they rock up in their masculine and they find it very difficult to connect when they have a conversation. Mm. They just dictate orders um, and that can really start to hurt the team and cause some challenges because they think, okay, this is how I've got to perform, but they forget about their feminine side and being that person that's going to nurture the team and bring them on the journey rather than just dictate and hand down rules and you you must kind of approach and authority not there's anything wrong with that you need that but at the same time it's bringing that element to it as well yeah and you need it in context but not all the time absolutely yeah i love that word nurture Mm. because that's that that feminine piece around nurture and i'm sure there's nurture in nearly everything that you do absolutely yeah so tell us a bit more about that so nurturing people and nurturing what they can bring to the table is so so important and something that's often overlooked in businesses and what i see is people really just go okay well that's the process that's what you've got to do that's the outcome let's not think about anything else but really if you can foster that and bring that to the table people really really relish that opportunity and they you can just see them light up Mm. and it just pours a great deal of magnificence on them and they think oh someone actually really wants to foster me yeah and cares about me and wants to bring me on that journey and you just get a far better outcome and a far better result when you, you really work with that person and mould them and nurture them. Mm. And I'm sure you do that with your clients as well. I do. It has to be a, yeah. a nurturing relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And it just helps them. Yeah. And they see the advantage. And quite often when other people have been into the businesses, they'll say to me, Kristen, it's like words that come out of their mouth is like, I can hear you talking. <laughs> Got into their brain. Yeah. <laughs> So to know that I've had that influence and been able to maybe show them a different way of looking at things, that is so gratifying and something that I take a huge, you know, piece from for myself and think, yeah, I actually made a difference. And that's totally what this is about for me. Yes. You once told me that your um, your vision or your mission every day is to change someone's life every day in in, in a small or a large way and that's how you know whether you've had a successful day. Absolutely. Which, again, is so wonderful and it's quite feminine because it's not like you know you're saying okay i've made this much money every day or i've followed this process every day it's really focusing on like what difference you're making to somebody yeah 
and again that's another lovely way of like approaching the day I yeah. suppose and setting that up and you know for me it's about making an impact in one person's life every day that's it you've got better word into me that's <laughs> it. I knew there was something in that <laughs> um, you know if that's gratitude if that's a thanks if that's a smile and the smile is the same in any language mm. and that is so important in businesses leading teams and just in the way that you live your life and for me it's about that gratitude of being able to give back mm. um, and empower others yes yes so we're talking about this intuition yes. <laughs> which is a strong I don't know if I'd call it a skill because that seems to diminish it a little bit but it's a strong skill or strong yeah. part of what you do for people that don't know what intuition is yep. or how to do it yeah what what does it feel like to you yeah um and just to qualify that in the beginning intuition sometimes gets banded around and people think it's this wooey magic yes. <laughs> so let me just put it straight and not to the point it's yeah. not wooey magic it's trusting and believing in yourself and knowing that whatever you're going to do and however you're going to attack atta- uh, tackle it it will get you the outcome that you want you just have to exercise patience care and consistency mm. and really being able to go inside and listen to that and I'm not talking about just having a gut feel and going with that it's really knowing who you are as Mm. a person really at the core of who you are and following that and coming back to that and coming back to that that love and that kindness and that connection to yourself before you can then emanate that and share that with others so and how do you practice that like how would somebody start on that journey yeah um get quiet get grounded and what i mean by that is just take time to spend with yourself just listen to what it is that you need to do because if you listen for long enough you will find the solution you'll find the answer Mm. so practice that just that mindfulness i mean for me one of the things that i do in the morning is i set my intention every day before i even get out of bed and i know that that is my intention what can i do how can i make a difference and i get in the car and i have a little mantra that i say to myself in the mornings and then i get and off i go and i know I, I say this to myself and i have no radio on and i just talk you know for a few minutes sounds a bit crazy but to myself <laughs> yes. and just set my intention and what i'm going to do and how i'm going to get clear on what i want to be able to do and strive for in the business and for myself and for others so they're the three areas that i ask myself so getting quiet mm, and that setting the intention and saying it over and over is almost creating that quiet space for you isn't it correct that's what we're doing we're reiterating it to ourselves definitely and it gives you that opportunity to be able to reflect on things because we're so busy and our lives are so so busy all of the time we very rarely get time with us just ourselves just to go okay just take a breath three breaths think about what it is what is it that you want to achieve Mm. and how do you know when someone that you care about is struggling in some way because you have this immense knack I sort of joked a bit about it at the beginning but what I found is that whenever um, I'm struggling with something it's always something big as well it's not it's not a little thing so I'm struggling with something big and you are always one of the first people I think I'd like to talk to yeah and the and then we've got time differences work all of that sort of stuff and generally maybe you're just more efficient I don't know but generally you get to me first (laughs) before I've even approached you for help what, what happens for you in that moment I don't know. It's it's it is pretty challenging to put into words, but I'll give it my best <laughs> give it a shot. Go. Thank you. Um, so for me, it's almost like having a scan of just my my close inner people that I allow into my life and that I love and that I treasure. And those people, sometimes I just get a feeling of mm, maybe just something doesn't quite feel right. So it can be a sense of you're on my mind mm. quite a lot. So I'm like. Mm. 
okay let me explore that more so it's just focusing into that and just feeling that and going okay so you're popping up into my mind quite a bit maybe i just reach out maybe mm. i just send you a text and it's again listening to that that trust and belief in myself and i know at that moment i'm like hey how you going just checking in hugs to you both and that's what it is so it's nothing forceful it just i feel that when you pop into my head yeah it's so interesting and i've been trying to practice this more so i love the uh feminine way of of doing business and being in life and this and i have intuition about certain things like i know what good decision is for me and i know what a good decision is for my business and but this reaching out for other people i've been trying to do that like (laughs) sit and quiet and have those moments of thinking who is on my mind right now so i did this last week with a friend i reached out and she's like yeah i really need to talk can we talk next week and i was like okay so it was just that that leah listening for that like like you say the friend was on my mind yeah. I don't know why she's on my mind I haven't seen her for a while yeah. I haven't seen anything in Facebook nothing yeah. like that it was just there Yeah. so yeah I'm practicing that that to Excellent. me this intuition about connection with people yeah. um, is one thing that I've really learned from you and I'm yeah, really practicing yeah and it's so powerful as well yeah. if you think it back to, thinking back to a work context when you when you tune into your people you will know what's going on mm. before it even shows up you will see it you start to see the patterns of behaviour or the triggers and it's just being able to talk to that person and help them language it out a lot of the time yes and then that what could have been a, a difficult or challenging situation for them is quickly resolved and what's really fascinating about that is i know i'm great with people at work yeah and i think a lot of the time it, it's this interesting thing of of approaching them or like watching them with a filter about their behaviors and their languages looking at a pattern now that's actually quite a masculine way to look mm. at people it's going okay, I'm seeing these behaviours, these language you're using, this stuff happening, and there's a pattern to that, therefore I can assume this and then have a chat about it. Whereas I think that intuition space is almost hijacking that or or doing that really quickly because it's become just innate, but it's the feeling that something's wrong or the love or the connection that's driving that rather than the, oh, I've seen a pattern and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that makes total sense. And it's just being able to kind of tune into that and listen yeah this listening is really yeah do you find that lots of people don't want to listen to themselves yeah because we armor ourselves as women Mm. i find we armor ourselves a lot and we push things away and it you know sometimes it can feel uncomfortable so we very much put the armor on and we say to ourselves as women i can manage i can cope with everything Mm. but that's something that i've learned is that is masculine energy yeah when that's showing up i then ask myself hang on a minute what why am i stepping into that energy what what am i trying to protect myself from or what is it that i don't want to deal with or what is it that's coming up and then stripping off that armor and going back to going okay what is it yeah like, now get back and understand what's yeah. going on for you yeah back to that connection to self yeah. piece yeah and when with this beautiful feminine energy that you have and this this way of doing business what do you do when you come up against somebody that is highly dysfunctional masculine Mm. so i know that you have hard conversations with employees that have done stupid stuff or stuff that's wrong and i'm sure you get aggression back at you so what do you do when you come up against that highly dysfunctional masculine um what i do in the the very beginning is i absolutely manage my state Mm. so from a coaching perspective (laughs) that is about managing my state and knowing this isn't me it's not about me it's about the situation what's the outcome i want here what do i how do i want to manage this conversation 
and sometimes I will let people rant at the beginning and get all of their frustrations out because once they've done that it's an opportunity to then go okay this is what we're going to do but often I'll set up the conversation with them in the very beginning so I will go to to my masculine energy and I'll set up the conversation and make them understand that this is the way that we're going to go through this process there is going to be respect and dignity for both sides but this is what we're going to do Mm. and then if people step outside of those boundaries it's about pulling them back but also being calm and centered and listen I've had some challenging conversations and very disruptive (laughs) conversations in my time but it's the moment I make it about me is the moment that it's a different conversation Mm. so it's about the situation what do I need to do I'm there to facilitate that yes I'm not I'm not part of that aggression or part of that frustration yeah so you're not bringing your sometimes people call this your ego into the room absolutely yeah I leave that at the door and that's something I teach my team as well the moment you're in conflict you're making it about you Mm. yeah really interesting Mm. And um, so you find that's quite an effective process to go yeah. through with people and, and look, diffuse situations. Absolutely. And I'll call people on it. If mm. you're overstepping the boundary, you're overstepping the line and, you know, I've set things up in the beginning, there is no, ex- you know, requirement or expectation that that's okay behaviour. Mm. And everybody is, deserves to be spoken to with dignity. Yes. So it comes back to those three those things, things again. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but at the same time, I won't be pushed over either. So I will stop things and say, this is not going to happen. Mm. So you need to go away and think about your behaviour and we need to talk about it again. Sometimes it's like dealing with children, dare I say it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But quite often as adults, when we're under stress or conflict or pressure, we revert to those childhood behaviours. Yeah. And you see those pop up and play out. And it's like, okay, let's just take a breath. I'm sure pretty much any leader that's listening or any HR person that's listening would would recognise those those moments. Definitely. (laughs) There is sometimes that you just want to go, what are you thinking? Yeah, why, why just, are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. But it's that moment when their brain's hijacked. Yeah. And, yeah. and they yeah. become dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. So Cornerstone's gone over a, a huge growth period yeah. over the last year or so, hasn't it? Which is brilliant. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank I know you. how much hard work goes into that. So what's next for you guys? So what's next for us is we can, we'll continue with our growth for sure. But really for me, it's going to be about using this as a vehicle to be able to work with business owners and really take them out of that pain and stressful situation mm. when they have got challenges and about understanding how their behavior is and what strategies and things that they can put in place to address that because for me the HR piece is really the vehicle to help drive that training and to drive that learning and behavioral change yeah so that's what I'm really passionate about doing so the HR is the entry into that because Correct. that's the pain point yeah. and then it's about helping them not have that moment ever again yeah. and get more proactive in their approach I suppose. yeah and teaching them as a different way of managing things as well mm. um because there isn't just always one outcome. Yeah. Would you say that a lot of your clients, they're on sort of small, mid-business mid yeah. size. Would you say that a lot of them have either owned the business or grown up in the business? And so they're great at their thing and yeah. they don't always know what to do with yeah. the other stuff, the leadership stuff. Absolutely. And we work with a lot of family businesses. Oh, yeah. And that brings a lot of different dynamics, a lot of different <laughs> yes. personalities. You know, we've all, we've all got family members I'm sure we can relate to. Fun, shall yes, we say. So you wouldn't want to be in business with no. them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely not. Yeah, so there's an extra dynamic in all of the yeah. relationship piece there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, being in family businesses, I get challenges that show up in families. Mm. You know, from my own personal experience, I know how that, that can play out. So I can definitely, definitely see it and relate to it. And I think that's what a lot of the clients come to us for is it's behavioral management strategies a lot of the time. <laughs> and it's, But it's interesting because families, like those closest to us, 
could somehow get our triggers and reverse oh, us, yeah. don't they? They're the ones that can get yes. it like that. Yeah. And so if you're in business with that, oh gosh, oh, yeah. you know, the it's doubled. Pressure. The energy yeah. is doubled. The pressure is doubled, and it just because comes sometimes this game of one-upmanship, and that's not a healthy, functional business, and can very often cause quite significant damage in business, and needs to be addressed. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's something we're passionate about doing. Yeah, that's wonderful then. So we're going to help people um, really set up their environments for success rather than just manage the pain points. So that's a really great like yeah. moving forward strategy. Yeah. And I ask everybody this, uh, whether they've got a business or a not-for-profit, the people I'm interviewing always say, what could businesses do more of in this world to make a difference, do you think? For me, businesses is about really, really understanding people and being able to actually empower people not just in business but also just so that they can make a difference as well in outside in their broader circles as well and take their skills and apply them in other areas yes yes i believe that business has such a circle of influence around its people be it employees customers suppliers stakeholders communities and doesn't realize the ripple effect it has yeah it trains its people well and it helps its people what that does to to society yeah so yeah i think there's a there's definitely an area that it can play in there yeah for sure and business is so diverse and that's the thing you're touching so many people's lives through so many different things so many interactions it's not just the business as a whole i mean we work with so many different clients that impact people from medical perspective you know walking into that medical environment Mm. it's about having people that can actually make a difference to a person's day yeah it comes back to that that yeah so if you had one message you wanted to leave our listeners with out of all of this amazing goal that you shared with us what would your one message be my one message would be spend time being quiet get clear on your own self of what it is that you want to achieve where you want to go and put that into practice because i'm a big believer in implementation so if you take anything from today just implement it Mm. one step at a time don't overwhelm yourself just implement 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 Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us and going through how we use our intuition. I loved it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Christine, for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. You're one of my best friends. And to have this conversation with you about intuitive business and what you do so amazingly well has just been fantastic. If you're interested in talking to Christine about your HR problems, pain points, and then how you can then build a business that drives a fantastic culture, go check out her website, cornerconsult.com.au. And if you want more information from her, you can email her at info at cornerconsult.com.au. Thank you for listening to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review as this helps us spread the message and keep the conversations going. If you'd like to find out more about Rebecca's work, go check out her website on AchieveLeadSucceed.com where you can sign up to receive her ebook on the five C's of feminine energy and a video of Rebecca talking about leadership and feminine energy. And we've also got a Facebook group where we talk about all things leadership and culture, particularly around masculine and feminine energy. And that's called Captivating Leadership. So you're very welcome to join us there too. See you soon. Mm -hmm.